Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and I am so happy you're hanging out with me as I get adjusted in my seat. I am so happy to have everybody listening today. You are listening to Cy Brown Live weekdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Anytime on the web at CyBrownLive.com. We have an amazing guest today. His name is Jared Morris. He's going to hang out with us. He's going to talk to us about youth empowerment and some stuff he has going on in Brooklyn. So I'm really excited about that. Just to let you know, the chat room is open. So come on out. Chat with me. Chat with Jared. I'm sure he'll be taking your questions and comments through the chat room, so I'm really happy that he's joining us. Today's show is brought to you by Say Yes to Life, an afternoon of empowerment for women. It's happening this Sunday at Sweet Caroline's right here in New York City, 322 West 45th Street, the corner of 8th Avenue. It's kind of ah, a little close. Yeah, it's not on the corner, a little kind of towards the middle of the block, but it's a great spot. Um, Say Yes to Life is an afternoon that my friend and dear partner Stephanie Hammond-Tillette are putting together, just an afternoon of empowerment for women where we can always learn and grow and be the best us's that we can possibly be. We have Gail Richardson. She's got um, a book she's talking about. She's coming out. She's speaking, actually. We have Jackie Morris, who's a life coach based in Brooklyn. She'll be there. I'm actually hosting the event. You know me. Give me a stage and a mic, and I'm rocking it. (laughs) We just signed Paula Burkett. Big shout-out to her husband, Tyrone Burkett. She will be singing at the event. I, I mean, her husband is an amazing sax player, and they are everywhere in the New York City area, from Harlem to Brooklyn to Queens. So big shout-out to Tyrone Burkett. We connected late last night, and I was like, I'd love to have Paula on the show um, and come on out to say yes to life. So I know it's going to be an amazing event. Tickets are $15 in advance, $20 at the door, and there is a complimentary buffet, so there will be food because we know some people are coming from church or they may be out and about in the city, and so you can come and get something to eat and hang out with us. But there is a two-drink minimum, so we just ask you to buy something to drink. We're offering the food complimentary courtesy of Simply Sensational Events and Cy Brown Live. So it's just going to be a good afternoon. So come on out to that. And then the following Sunday we are hosting a gospel cafe. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that next week. But as far as today's show, it's brought to you by Say Yes to Life. Again, Sweet Caroline's July 11th, and the event starts at 6 p.m. So I hope to see you there. Hope to see your face in the place. It's going to be a really good event. But I want to talk to you a little bit about today's guest. His name is, I said Morris, Jarrett Mathis. Y'all know me (laughs) with my slip of tongues, Uh, who is a youth empowerment leader, and he's got an amazing event that's happening in Brooklyn. He's going to talk to us a little bit about what he does, give his website. So I'm so excited to have him on the show. Mr. Jarrett, are you there? I am here. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. trying to stay cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hot one out there. I'm so happy that you were able to make it. Um, when uh, Rennie, for all of you who know, Rennie's the general manager of, of Impact, and she does the talent booking for the show. When she said you were going to be on, I was so excited. <laughs> oh, wow. No, thank you. I was excited to be asked. No, it's all good. You know, we, you know, the, 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 the show is really about making an impact on, on the lives of other people, 
And okay. I was the youth director of my church for, for many, many years. And a lot of times people dismiss the youth as unredeemable and these kids on the corner. And so anytime I have the opportunity to just bring someone on who talks about our youth, who understands our youth, it's truly, truly a blessing for me. Yes. Wow. Thank you. No, I definitely agree. And that's why I'm so passionate about this work as well. Talk to us a little bit about, um, well, just start from the beginning. Tell everybody who you are, and then I can start being nosy and asking my questions. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, great. So my name is Jeff Mathis. I'm born and raised Bed-Stuy, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I just graduated from college, Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. Congrats. And while I was, thank you very much, and while I was at college, I connected with a great professor, Professor Wilder, who uh, was the chair of the AAAS Department, African and African American Studies, and he's from Brooklyn as well, and he helped me um, sort of start this project, and I wanted to create something that would have a positive impact on the uh, mainly kids in my community, you know, because like you, I saw a lot of people who saw that, you know, they kind of gave up on them, and, and they just said they didn't know how to sort of tackle them mm-hmm. or how to um, create things that would get them excited about education or about themselves, and so I created a workshop where... Um, I, I use a lot of black history that's often overlooked in textbooks and, and not mm-hmm. taught in schools, and I use that as a way to sort of foster a discussion about current issues. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the N-word and we're talking about disrespect, um, you know, against women and a lot of those issues, but we were using black history, um, and we're also fostering, a, I think, a positive discussion. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing these workshops at different places, and I didn't just go there and start preaching because, you know, kids, they hate when someone just comes and talks, talks at them. And so what I did was that I, I did these workshops, and at the end I had kids fill out surveys, and I would say, well, what did you like about it? What didn't mm-hmm. you like about the workshop? And so based on that feedback, um, you know, I constantly refined the workshop, mm-hmm. and due to the success of it, I transformed that into a documentary. Wow. And so on yeah, and so on my website, um, which is empoweringourselvesnow.com, it features the entire documentary. It's basically, um, you know, me doing this workshop around the country and editing it together. And so I wanted to create something so that kids can go in there and it could be a resource for kids and parents and teachers, and it's free. I'm not trying to make money off of this. The site's free. You can go there. You can watch it, discuss it, um, you know, because so many people have mixtapes and other things out there. I mm-hmm. think that this was a great way to reach kids. Well, I've been to your site, and I absolutely love it. And I'm actually on your site right now. And it's with the cartoon, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I want to read something um, that's on your website and and just have you um, comment on it. And it's, uh, for those of you, I am reading from uh, Empowering Ourselves Now. Um, Today's guest is Jarrett Mathis, and the chat room is open. So if you have any questions, feel free to just hit us up in the chat room. Um, Let me pull that screen back up. It says, Oh, okay. In 1922, on a day when an anti-lynching bill was being debated in the House of Representatives, a large crowd of mostly black men and women packed the House's galleries. There was so much excitement in the crowd that during one of the speeches, the people broke gallery rules by standing and cheering. A voice from the floor shouted, sit down, you niggers, and a voice from the gallery shouted back, you're a liar, we're not niggers. And you go on to say that statement was true then and it's still true today. Tell me why. I think it's so true because 
that story sort of shows that this is not just a word. You know, a lot of people say this is just a word. It's not a big deal. But think about that. I mean, these, these um, you know, black men and women who came to the House of Representatives, and at that time it's not like you had any black congressmen, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it was all these old sort of white racist mm-hmm. men, and they, they, they felt the need to stand up and say, no, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, that we're men and women. We deserve respect. And I use in the documentary other examples of that. There's a, a slave woman who a slave master calls the N-word, and she says, no, my name is Miss Liza Mixon. And now think about this. This is a black slave woman, you know, talking back to a master. She could have been killed for saying that. I've been in there, yep. Yeah, and so I think that that's why it's still true today is that, you know, the the word – even though no matter what we try to do to it, it still has those lingering negative connotations. It still has the connotation of it being a tool to dehumanize us, to take away our individuality. It also was a way to sort of put us down, to disrespect us. And so I, I kind of start off the website as an introduction to sort of remind people, because I know a lot of people today that it's just a word or this is not an issue because that history isn't present in their minds. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted to make it relevant. They know it is still today. This is still an issue. This is what our, our ancestors went through. So uh, that's really why uh, that, that story is really important to me. How relevant do you feel? Um, let's let's even, even just talk a little bit about the N-word. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of young people, and I have two teenagers. Well, my older son is 20, so he's not a teenager anymore. He's a young man. But I also have a 16-year-old, and they almost feel no connection to the plight of people of color. Okay. Is that and, – and it's not even just my children. I consider myself pretty astute, um, but there's just a disconnect. And, and, and to further bring home that point, I remember when President Obama was running for office, they surveyed young people, and they thought his approach to a colorless society was the norm as opposed to, no, acknowledge what we're saying, acknowledge our issues, acknowledge our plight. Do you feel that young people just feel a disconnect between the weight of the word nigger or things like that? I think so, because I think that, you know, so much of the oppression that our ancestors went through, that we don't see on a daily basis. And I think that's connected with the N-word. You know, it's like, for example, when you think about in the, in the um, 50s and 60s, you have performers like Sammy Davis Jr. and James Brown who couldn't even stay at the same hotels they were performing at. Right. But when you look at someone that's powerful as Snoop Dogg or, or, or Diddy or, or, or Drake, I mean, they're huge and they're black and they have so much control and there's so much power they're all over MTV. I mean, they, I, I'm sure kids couldn't even imagine, you know, um, someone like Diddy not being able to allow it to stay at the same, in the same hotel, the same place where he performs. And right. I think that's kind of like the N-word where, you know, they can't imagine, you know, um, um, you know, someone order, making you do something or ordering you around or refusing to call you by your name. Because what they don't understand, I think, sometimes is that it wasn't that they were just calling you the N-word, but it was that they were purposely disrespecting you. They purposely went out their way not to call you mister, not to call you madam. And so I think that that's where there's a little bit of a disconnect Mm -hmm. in that. And I think in the workshop, the same thing where, you know, I start off and we're talking to kids, but then as they sort of start to see examples or they start to see how, you know, even um, how hurtful it was for older black men to walk around um, town and have young white boys, call them uncle, call them the N-word, you know? 
so that's where I, I think there is that disconnect. It, and it's sad because there was actually a movie. Um, the, the guy's name is Keith. I can't pronounce his last name. It's very French. Beauchamp, I think it is. He okay. did a movie on the life of Emmett Till. And yes, it was yes. showing at, and I absolutely adore Keith. He had a, a what is it called, like a viewing or like a showing of yes. of his movie a few years ago in at this really small theater in Greenwich Village right off of 6th Avenue. And at okay. the time, my older son was probably about 16 years old, 16 or 17, so it was about three years ago. And my younger son was only like 12 or 13, and I took one of their friends. They were so grossed out by that film. And I said, wow. hello, that was not that long ago. And yes. what, what really got to them was the fact that his mom left the casket open, and she yes. said because she wanted people to smell the stench as they were walking up to the church. I have to tell you, my kids were really freaked out. And the, the, the boy who I had taken with me, you know, I know his parents and stuff. Yes. They were so spooked the whole ride home. But does it have to be that there's such a shock factor to just jar our young people that they have to stand up and take their rightful place? I think so. I think so. And and I and I know that uh, movie you're talking about, and I, I use the picture of Emmett Till sometimes, too, and it's the same reaction yep. where they're so gross. That, but I think you need to because I think that, you know, and this is where I sometimes I get frustrated in the school system because sometimes they'll say, yeah, we were lynched. But and people think, oh no, they just took guys and they, you know, they hung them by a rope. And not saying that that wasn't bad enough, but they don't realize how sadistic and how hateful and how just. I mean, because you wouldn't even treat animals this yep. way, the way we were treated. And that's why sometimes I think you need to hit us in a visceral level to really understand it, you know. And, and so I think because they don't see it, they don't see, um, they don't face that same thing every day. It's no threat of a lynch mob coming after right. any one of us. And so, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think you do have to shock, to be honest with you. And, yeah, and it's not that you sort right. of scare them. Yeah, it's like you kind of have this kind of like the scared straight thing where you kind of have to really scare them, and, and then they say, wow, that's what we went through. Uh, you know what? You're so spot on. I really, it, it's sad, but I really think you do because there's so many things stimulating all of all of the aspects of their life, their sense, the smell, the taste, the touch, the visual and it's almost as though our young people are dumbed down so much that nothing really quite matters. And I say this with having, you know, like two teens and just working with young people. Do you feel um, that there's so much to draw their attention away from things that matter, or do you think it's just that as adults or leaders we're not working diligently enough to get them to wake up? I think both. I think, one, there's a lot of stuff that, that takes away their attention, and there's a lot yeah, of stuff right. that, you know, and I think that's just, I think we all get caught up in that, too, you know, even in college and as adults. I think with the Internet and YouTube, and there's so much yeah, stuff, right. mindless stuff that preoccupies our time. Um, and so I think that's the first part. But I think the second part, I think as adults and, and people in the community, we do need to do a better job. Right. Uh, talk about history and, and keeping it more relevant. And, and you know, we, we often talk about just the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X, but talk to them about Megan Evans. Talk about these other yes. experts. Talk about Emmett Till. And I think just making these figures more relevant and, and realizing what they did. You know, that sometimes, you know, I think rappers get unfairly blamed for a lot of stuff, but what sort of frustrates me a lot of time with them because they're so smart is that they, they don't, 
they act like that that would happen with so long ago. Like you, you like you just right. brought up Till wasn't that was recent. You yeah, know? <laughs> for the <laughs> most part, it was. Yeah, relatively recent. And so I wish that they would talk about those experiences more, you know, and talk yeah. about how we still, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, and we still need to stay focused. And it's just because you can't see it, you know, um, the overt racism is still there. And the oh, yeah. Is there. And that's what I think that we really have to press upon them. You know, it's like we have a black president that's great, but then think about how few black governors we've ever had or black senators mm-hmm. or black congressmen, you know. So we still, we just because we have a president at the top, we still need people throughout government, throughout um, society. No, so you're, do- you're, you're absolutely right. I know on your website, I just want to read um, just to my listeners um, a little bit. Uh, let me just go back to that page very quickly. Um, to everyone, you're listening to Jarrett Mathis. Um, youth Empowerment, uh, doing amazing work in Brooklyn, and I, I definitely want to talk about what's happening this week, but I just want to touch on one more point that's on your website because I think it's critically important that our listeners understand that you actually go out and speak and facilitate these workshops. So um, going back to your documentary, it says, the focus of the documentary is to deter black boys and girls from using the N-word as a term of endearment. However, the overall goal is to empower and uplift black youth. This project achieves this objective in three specific ways. Talk to us about the three ways. Okay, uh, briefly I would say the three ways. First is that I think, you know, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, is that we're talking about black history that often overlooked in textbooks. And I use it as a way to sort of, I think, encourage and motivate our youth. Because it's like we talk about the slave ship and we talk about the plantation. And I think if we really um, impress upon our youth how we were pitted against each other, I think that would motivate us to come together more. I mean, we wouldn't rob and steal from each other if we realized just how bad we were put against each other. You know, because we're talking about gang violence and stuff. I mean, uh, you know, they were dividing us and conquering us. And and, and so Mm -hmm. that's why we need to come together and love each other and and, and try to overcome the obstacles that are still ahead. I think that's the first thing is sort of keeping our black history relevant. Um, The second thing is we're analyzing um, gangster rap music. And, and again, I think sometimes leaders are fairly blaming black rappers for all of our problems because mm-hmm. there was misogyny and there was the use of the N-word before they came around. But I think that the problem with them is that they commodify it and they make money off of it, mm-hmm. and, and th- their words do have a big impact. And so we listen to some of these songs and we analyze it. Like we, we analyze, and it's and this is in the documentary on my website, we analyze, for example, 50 Cent song P.I.M.P. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how he's singing and he's making it seem like a glorious lifestyle when really pimps ruin neighborhoods. They're yeah. horrible people, you know. This kind of lifestyle, you can go to prison, you ruin girls' lives. Sometimes girls, you know, in their teenage years get caught up in this. And right. I, you know, so we talk about that. This, this is, but, but if you listen to the song and know clue what a pimp was, you would think, man, I want to do this. Right. So I think it's empowering because it allows you to, to better analyze these songs. So, again, right. it's not that I can make kids stop listening to it, but at least you have a better understanding of what he's talking about. Um, and the last way I think it's really empowering is that I, I, you're engaging youth in, in noteworthy issues uh, about issues in their own community. And there's so few opportunities for kids to have this kind of discussion, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so often, like you said, we, 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 we overlook our youth or we think that they're not redeemable and we don't bother to listen to what they have to say. But in this workshop, I try to do that. 
So just as much as I try to educate them, I want them to educate me. So it's like, for example, kids will say to me, well, um, learning about the slave ship and learning about what with slavery really um, makes me feel bad about using the N-word. You know, mm. so that's good to know. Mm-hmm. And there's certain examples that affect them and certain examples that don't. So anyway, I think it's great to have them articulating what they're thinking and getting engaged intellectually. And at the end of the day, even if you walk away from the workshop and you continue the N-word or you continue to sort of have your own beliefs, at least you have a better understanding of why you believe that. Um, so that's really what I try to do with the workshop. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in Brooklyn this weekend. Okay, so this Friday, I'm really excited about this. I am too. Um, Okay, thank you. This Friday at the uh, Bedford uh, Brooklyn Public Library on 496 Franklin Avenue, right near Fulton Street, we're having like an official launch party for the website. It's up and available now, but we're just having an event to sort of kick it off. Um, And a lot of um, the places I did and speak to kids were around here in Brooklyn, um, at the Bedford Y, at a couple Mm -hmm. of libraries around here in community centers. So I kind of wanted to do something within the neighborhood, get some of the kids who were in, in the documentary to come out and just to spread the word in the neighborhood. Um, and so it's going to be a fun event. We're having uh, free food, uh, free Chinese food, pizza, nice. um, snacks, Cheetos, everything. Um, we're raffling off a sign in BA Jersey, nice. which should be pretty cool too. Yeah, and we're going to um, play a clip from the documentary. So it's just going to be a fun laid-back event just to kind of get the word out there. So. I want to share also to everyone, please go to empoweringourselvesnow.com and, and, and make a donation. I mean, there's a note. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nice note. It says, I'm a recent college grad with several loans and bills to pay. If you want to help me keep this important film available for free, please donate. I'm encouraging all of the listeners, please make a donation. Please make a donation. Please make a donation. These are the programs when we, before we can sit and complain and, oh, they ain't doing nothing in our schools. They need to do something with our, well, now you have it. Now no. you have it. Thank you so much for saying that. Now you that. have it. Cause, yeah, to be honest with you, and, and that's the tough thing about this, because I do have a lot of student loans, and, but I wanted to keep this up and free, and I want this um, just for kids and teachers to be able to use this as a resource. And the video player is pretty high quality, and it does cost a lot of money each month to keep up. So, you know, every little bit helps. Absolutely, and that's why yeah. we're here to support. What train is near your event Friday? Um, the, the C train. The C to the what? C- the seat to Franklin Avenue. Okay. So if you get off at Franklin, it's literally one block. You can see the library from where you get off the train. Okay, at. good. I'm so, not yeah. far from the C line. And what time does it start? It starts at 3.30. Okay, so, I don't know if I could sneak out at 3.30, but I'll see okay. what I could do. We'll go on 3.30 to 5.30, and it's a, tough, it's a tough time for I know people who work, but it's just hard to do. I wanted it at the library because, it, you know, it's a, it's a good place and it's, it was free and um, it's a really nice space, but it's tough because like, they only have one librarian on the weekends. No, so, it's okay. It's, it's that okay. perfect time. If, but I think it's indicative of your level of dedication to young people because it's yeah. for them. And so young yeah. people are probably doing nothing from 3.30 to 5.30, <laughs> and they're the ones that need it, uh, you know, just as just as grown-ups do as well. I want to say thank you for joining us today on Cy Brown Live. Just tell everybody your website and if you have any closing thoughts. 
Um, it's, it's empoweringourselvesnow.com. You know, I'm really passionate about this. Um, what I'll say is that I put a lot of time and energy into making this effective and, and making it good. You know, I just didn't slap this thing together. And if you see, there's also a section on the website called the Works Cited page, and it has a list of every article and every book and every TV program that I use. And, and I made sure every factor, every piece of information I say in the workshop is accurate and it's true. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty lengthy list. I'm looking at it right now. It's it's a pretty lengthy list. Yeah, and that's why I think I, I kind of want this website to be a, a jumping off point. So if you are watching it and you're really interested about something I say about the slave ship, then you can, you know, find it on the list of the works cited and click and read it. And um, it has a link to the Amazon, I think, .com page so you could buy the book or, or check it out of your library. So I, I put a lot of time and energy into it. So, you know, any kind of support, donations, showing up, um, joining the Facebook group, anything I would appreciate. Consider it done, my brother. Thank you so much okay. for joining us on Cybrown Live. And I'll post um, the information for Friday up on the blog. And um, okay. I'm really happy to have you with us. Thank you so much, Jared. Yeah. No, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, no doubt. I'll do my best to see you on Friday. Okay, thank you. Okay, no doubt. Big shout-out to Sound the Alarm, who's joined us in the chat room. Hi, beautiful. I, I didn't want to interrupt our guest just to say hello, but I saw you when you came in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for chatting it up with us. I miss you, and, and hopefully we'll connect really, really soon. Uh, always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12. Peace.